Hey fam, welcome to Stronger Together, Closer to God podcast. This is Mr. Vernon, and in part one of the episode, But Words Do Hurt, we are focusing on the person who speaks fire towards their spouse and does not realize that they are hurting them. Words do hurt and can hinder the growth of the marriage. From friends to lovers, to kisses and cuddles, we are doing it God's way. This This is is Stronger stronger Together, together, Closer closer to to God. God. Have you ever had a paper cut? Those things hurt. (laughs) I'm being honest with you because recently I've had a paper cut on my finger and I was painful. And I didn't know it comes out of nowhere because I didn't even know I had a paper cut until some time later. It didn't leave no evidence like blood, redness in the area. But I do know if, if it's not treated quickly, more painful it will become. It will sting. It will just leave the stinging feeling to it. And it leaves room for bacteria and other infections to enter my body. When I was looking at that paper cut, God kind of reminded me about something about words. What about the way you speak to your spouse? Are you leaving paper cuts through your word? Are you leaving little nicks here and there that can hurt the emotion or self-esteem of your spouse? Do you cut through your statements? Are there slices and stabs in your words as you talk to or about your spouse? See, the old phrase of sticks and stones may break my bones, but words do not hurt me is wrong. Words do hurt and they can be painful and deadly if they're not treated immediately. See, in James 3, verses 3 through 5, it states, Horses have bits and bridles in their mouths so that they can control and guide their large body. And the same with mighty ships. Though they are massive and driven by fierce winds, yet they are steered by a tiny rudder at the direction of the person at the hem. And so the tongue is small part of the body, yet it carries great power. Just think of how small a flame can set a huge forest ablaze. See, words do hurt and they can leave lasting marks that if not treated can last over time. And if we can't just cover it up with just a band-aid, we have to treat it immediately and treat it the way that God wants us to treat them. See, Proverbs 18 verse 21 reminds us that death and life are in the power of the tongue and they that love it shall eat the fruit of it. In other words, you can speak life and you will eat the fruits of it or you can speak death and eat the fruits of it. And the impact can jeopardize your relationship with your spouse your children, and others around you. See, James 3 verses 2 reminds us that we all fall in many areas, but especially with our words. Yet if we are able to riddle the words we say, we are powerful enough to control ourselves in every way, and that means our character is mature and fully developed. But I know you're saying, Minister Vernon, they hurt me. They said something or they did something to me or they failed to do something they promised that they said. And that's understandable. See, Dr. Les and Leslie Perrett, authors of The Good Fight, pointed out that criticism and complaining are miles apart. A complaint focuses on a specific behavior while criticism attacks the other person's character. And if we want to treat our spouse with love or treat our spouse with respect, We have to be careful on how we start the conversation about the issue at hand. See, Godman and Notaris, authors of Decade Review Observing Marital Interactions, revealed that 96% of the time, the way a discussion starts predicts the way it's going to end. 
You belittle through contempt through your spouse. You obviously know what the end result is. It's not going to be pretty. And that's why Romans 12 verse 19 reminds us, beloved, don't be so obsessed with taking revenge, but lead that to God's righteous justice. For the scripture says, if you don't take justice in your own hands, I will release justice from you, says the Lord. So what should you do instead? We have to take it to God. We have to go to God in prayer for our spouse. See, Philippians 4 verses 6 to 7 says, Don't be pulled in different directions or worry about a thing. Be saturated in prayer throughout each day, offering your faith-filled requests before God with overflowing gratitude. Tell Him every detail of your life. Then God's wonderful peace transcends human understanding and will make the answers known to you through Jesus Christ and through the Holy Spirit. It is us going to God when we know that this is going to cause an issue and start a fiery discussion that does not need to be. When we go to God and bring our concerns to him, he will give us wisdom and guidance on how to bring the conversation up with our spouse and start it in a peaceful way so that we can leave it in a peaceful way. And sometimes that means we got to get wisdom. Sometimes we might have to go back into the word of God and get wisdom and guidance. We may have to go to our accountability partners, husbands with husbands, wives with wives who are spiritually sound, who can listen to our concerns and give us wisdom or guidance on how they see it from God's perspective and how to work the thing out so that we can be able to do the will of God and fulfill our marriage promises to love and cherish one another. See, like we said, Dr. Les and Leslie Parrott, they wrote this book, The Good Fight. And actually, we have some married couples who are going through this book right now through our church. And one of the things that they suggest is avoiding using the word you at the beginning of the statements and instead use I or we and state a concrete, specific complaint at the beginning of our statements. For example, instead of saying, who made you king of the radio station when you're driving in the car? Maybe say it in this way. When we are on the road and you change the radio station without asking me, I feel like I don't even matter to you. That is a concrete, specific complaint that gives your spouse time to reflect and think about it. And then it gives the opportunity to have a healthy discussion on how to resolve the situation. The one important thing you got to do, though, is you got to apologize for the way you said it to your spouse. First Peter three verses 10 through 12 states that for scripture tells us whoever wants to embrace true life and find beauty in each day must stop speaking evil, hurtful words and never deceive in what they say. Always turn from what is wrong and cultivate what is good. Eagerly pursue peace in every relationship. Every relationship that includes your marriage and make it your prize. For the eyes of the Lord Yahweh rests upon the godly and his heart responds to their prayers, but he turns his back on those who practice evil. And even James 3 verses 7 through 10 warns us for every wild animal on earth, including birds, creeping reptiles and creatures of the sea and land have been overpowered and tamed by humans. But the tongue is not able to be tamed. It's a fickle, unrestrained evil that spews out words full of toxin poison. And it's just so interesting. We'll use our tongues to praise God, our father. But then we'll turn around and curse the person who made in his very own image. Out of the same mouth, we'll pour out words of praise one second and we'll curse the next. My brothers and sisters, this should 
not be. If you are doing that and as you're speaking, you're speaking venom that is hurting your spouse, your mate. You need to repent. Revelation 2.16 states this. Repent or else I will come unto thee quickly and will fight against them with the sword of my mouth. I don't know about you. I do not want God to come after me with his words because you know the impact that can have. So in summary, we want to challenge you to just watch your tongue, speak life over your spouse. And when there are some times when there are some disagreements about issues, circumstances or situation, talk to God. Get his wisdom and guidance. Get yourself some accountability partners or get wisdom through resources like The Good Fight by Dr. Les and Leslie Parrott to help you to see how you can have a rich and powerful conversation to resolve the matter and then apologize for how you say it and what you say to your spouse. We don't want to bring down our spouse. We want to lift them up. I hope this message has been a blessing to you. It will bring you stronger together and closer to God. And in part two that will come out next time, we're going to talk to the ones who are on the receiving end of those poisonous words that can hurt or harm persons and how you can Avoid ducking and dodging the blows and dive into God and his word. Make sure to visit our website at s2c2gministry.com where you can find out how to subscribe to the show, learn more about our ministry and the different coaching and workshop activities we host in the area. And while you're at it, drop us a line and let us know what thoughts are about the podcast today. If you found value in the show and would like to partner with us, just click on the partner tab on our website or go to bit.ly backslash partner for for marriage please tell a friend about the show and until next time peace and blessings to all of you